Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. We're glad you can join us today. Our guest this evening is a longtime auto enthusiast and owners of a paintless dent repair company here in Louisville. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care. Locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. Domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, and diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics. With four convenient neighborhood locations, how may we be of service? Jason! And I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is Eric Benzel. And today we welcome Nick and Lauren Terrell, owner of a local company called Dentworks and general car enthusiast. So thank you both for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you all very much for having us. Well, absolutely. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, great to have you. So... Just in general, you're car enthusiasts, and I know in specific, outside in our driveway happens to be a 2019 Honda Civic Type R. And honestly, you guys are going to be our first Honda uh, guest, I think, really, uh, tonight. And uh, It's a good day. And wherever this discussion goes, yeah, wherever this discussion goes, it'll be fun. So, So let's talk about what made you guys pick out a cherry red 2019 Honda Civic Type R. Was it your decision, Lauren, or was it Nick's, or the collaboration of both? I mean, I think I kind of, like, planted the Honda love. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. There is, you that, go. is that wrong to say? No. I, I, <laughs> uh, I think that's accurate. Uh, I was into more of, like, Subarus and Nissans and stuff before I met Lauren. And then, uh, you know, uh, when you when you move out and you get your own place and you don't really have room for a car anymore, she, she ret- somehow retained her 07 civic SI throughout all of the, uh, tumultuous getting everything together phase. And right. it really grew on me because mm-hmm. whereas all my other cars were pretty unreliable and sat for years at a time, that little thing just kept going and going and going. And right. I mean, it never missed a beat and it really impressed me. And, uh, I think, uh, the, the time came to maybe move on and <clears throat> get something else. And, uh, you know, the Civic Type R at first, I, I really didn't even kind of like it because it I was, I was like, man, it's way overstyled and everything. But then it really grew on me. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, you know, like her car impressed me so much that there wasn't any way like uh, I wasn't going to go down that path because right. Subarus, I've, I've had them blow up engines and everything else. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, you know, what can I get that I can still drive every single day, but is going to be reliable and, you know, still be fun. And I was also looking at doing all sorts of modifications to her Honda. And then once I weighed out how much they were all going to cost versus how that thing comes completely stock, I was like, right. wow, this is, this is actually the better uh, bet right here. I got you. I got you. So, so Lauren, uh, if you talked him into Hondas, that means you had Hondas in your past. What, uh, what, what kind of Honda did you have? So my first car was a third, third gen, um, Honda Prelude. 1990. 1990. It did not have all-wheel steering. Okay, because mm-hmm. that, that's a common um, <laughs> question people are going to ask. <laughs> but it did have the uh, it did have the B20 in it, which made a little bit more torque than the B21. Um, but uh, it, so I had that car for a few years. Then I ended up getting the um, um, 2007 SI that we had for gotcha. almost 13, and I love that car. But and, it, um, and it's gone. 
It is. Yeah. It is. All right. But we uh, we upgraded. Yep. It was a, it was a natural progression. So so I understand that this 2019 Type R is the fastest production front wheel drive car out there. Correct. All right. Yes. So yes. Type R R stands for uh, race. There we yeah. go. Now <laughs> now the R because I came from having an 86 CRX SI that did race SCCA. Not by me, by the previous owner, uh, who they took the air conditioning out because it saved on weight. And then when I had it, it was the hottest summer, and it was <laughs> the air conditioning was the sunroof and the two windows. So, what was did S did R replace SI on their sport models? No, it's uh, it's actually like an addition. It's it's like another level up. Um, they were mainly relegated to Japan and Europe when they when they came out we we briefly saw them in uh like the early 2000s they brought over the integra type r and uh it had uh i think i i can't remember exactly but i think it had about 200 differences between it and like the tip top model mm -hmm. uh gsr integra that they were uh, producing but it had like uh things such as uh i believe stitch welding on the chassis and it had uh like uh, no sound deadening and like a ported uh, by hand, I think head and everything. And they, everybody that drove it loved it. But uh, yeah, the, the R uh, after that never came over to us, but they, they made it uh, every single year up until when we got it again. So, gotcha. so we saw it first on Acura. Right. Which I guess in Japan is just a Honda. Honda, yeah. Okay, cool. So 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 this is the tenth generation. So Honda's been making Civics since 1973, and it says here that the uh, Civic is a meaning for a car created for citizens and cities. So that's how Civic got its name. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> I didn't. Did you know no. that, Lauren? No, no. Oh. All right. I well, always wondered. There we go. Do you know how many gears the first Civic had? I'm going to say actually two, three, two. I was right. I had three. Well, you, you're holding up two fingers. Oh, there you go. Three. Okay, gotcha. Maybe uh, they wanted to call it the people's car, but that was taken. Yes, right. it was. <laughs> By who? Who who took the people's None. car? None. You're not because it's that. That's right. Because it's something else. So, so is your car, your car is naturally aspirated, right? There's no supercharger. There's nothing like that. Oh, it's, it. it's turbo. It's turbo. Okay, right. so that is turbo. Okay, and and so the, so is that, that's a stock option on the R, I guess, right? It, it is. Uh, there's. There's not a lot of options on the R. Actually, uh, there's only accessories that you can add okay. to it. I mean, um, it's pretty much as is whenever you buy it. There is now a uh, special edition that you can buy, which are extremely rare and hard to get now. Gotcha. What sets those apart from the R? Is it, and I, and I kind of go towards like the R being the very special sport model for Honda and, and Acura. Is it like the the R Deluxe? Is it more like you get better stitching on the interior? Is it a is it a trim kit like AMG has be, kind of become, or is it more performance? Well, uh, so it's it's all about performance. Okay. Uh, it's completely different than your normal Civic or Civic Si, and uh, that's what kind of makes it so good. It's uh, for instance, it's got. Uh, a two-liter turbocharged engine, which is only available uh, 
Civic wise in the Type R. Mm -hmm. uh, they do make an Accord that has the two liter turbocharged engine, but it is different than the one that's in the Type R. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, it's got active suspension. So it has um, actually computers analyzing the um, all of the different corners and it can detect, um, say when you're in a turn or you're going over a bump, it can, it can actually firm up individual um, corners. It's wide body, so it's actually, uh, I think a two or three, I think it's three or four inches wider than a, a normal Civic. Okay. Um, and they actually did some real interesting engineering in the front of the car to completely eliminate the torque steer. And I mean, it, it actually has, because uh, the stock Civic is a McPherson strut front end, mm -hmm. but they actually kind of modified it to turn it into like a more of like a double wishbone gotcha. style front. And I mean, it, it's real weird if you ever look at it. So, so you said it's wider. Now, is the wheelbase the same as a regular? The wheelbase is the same. It comes with uh, bigger wheels and tires. Um, obviously, a lot more power, um, a lot more torque. Um, it's, it has a different uh, interior. It has uh, racing seats and everything. It's got, uh, I, I don't know, Lauren, what am I missing? Um, I mean, I like the automatic rev match. That's something that I really enjoy. Listen to her talk. Now, what is automatic <laughs> rev match? Um, so it will rev the engine for you if you're downshifting, so that you don't have that that upset. It. What am I? What am I trying to say? It matches the the it, speed yeah. of the yeah, engine to the transmission. Yeah, rev match. That's yes. exactly what the term is. <laughs> wow, that is cool. Now, is there any special resonator on this thing that makes it? sound a little bit more um, that actually juicy uh, yeah yeah throaty un unfortunately no <clears throat> they uh, i think that was a big uh fumble on honda's part i i kind of have my own ideas as to why they did it but the uh the car sounds very almost too refined almost too quiet and in stock form and that is one of the main reasons why i did some of the modifications gotcha. that i did well, you also lowered the suspension on this, right? Uh, a little bit, yes. Okay, okay. gotcha. <laughs> by, by how much? I mean, is it? Uh, a little less than an inch. Were you happy with that, Lauren? I mean, <laughs> I'm a fan of leaving things factory. Okay, all right. And I just, I don't know. In my mind, like the Type R was similar to the S2000 and that they tried to make it as good as it could be from the factory. And I just felt that. If we did anything to it, it would be taking away from that. So. Okay. Now, Jason, I, I will say this, that uh, we did have an 06 S2000, mm -hmm. and she just mentioned it to, as the benchmark kind of for the, <laughs> for the Type R. Gotcha. And we did put Coney adjustable shocks on the S2000. Gotcha. Okay. There we go. Okay. There we go. Well, I can definitely say for my CRX that came with just a glass pack. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I, I my headphones are turned up a little higher now because of that, and it, I did go from the cat back. It was just a straight pipe and a glass pack. That's too loud. <laughs> the uh, I, I said it's too loud. The uh, <laughs> the new cars in in general, in my opinion, they're they're a little bit too refined. They uh, they don't really offer the connection that you used to get with the uh, even even her 07 Si. I mean, just stock, like when that thing would hit VTEC and everything, and mm -hmm. you could really hear the intake rushing in and everything. You really don't get that with a Type R, unfortunately. And uh, 
you know, other other companies out there like the uh, Hyundai Veloster in uh, the Subarus, they seemed like they really wanted to appeal to the enthusiast with their exhaust note. They even gave you like options to kind of, you know, make it louder, you know, kind of turn right. it off, that sort of thing. But Honda did not do that. And I, I really, I think in my opinion, like what they were trying to do was they were saying, uh, hey, here's this awesome car. We're probably not going to make it sound the way you want it to. So we know that you're going to modify the exhaust and stuff. So you put on whatever you want. Gotcha. And it throw it won't throw any lights, right? If you do that, uh, or? If, it, if it's a cat back exhaust, so you're not me- like uh, changing anything after or before the right. catalytic converter, it, mm-hmm. it it won't. It won't do it. Okay, gotcha. Now, do you still get to hear turbo whine? No. <laughs> so that's something that I think we didn't talk about really. The positive with the Type R is that there's not really much turbo lag with that. Yeah, it like the uh, I, I find it really cool about the Type R because see, uh, I, I've been into import cars for a while. Like I said, the Nissans and everything, and you know, with the early well, with the mid ninety Nissans, even the early ninety Nissans, like you almost had to do an engine swap to get any power out of them because they came with the uh, one hundred and fifty horsepower uh, normally aspirated engine, and everybody kind of went to swapping out the motor to the. Uh, Japanese SR20, which was a two-liter turbocharged motor, 205 horsepower stock, and then you know you could turn it up to about 250 stock. And uh, with a Type R, it's wild because it's a stock car, and the turbo on it and everything you you can outrun the turbo. And like we were talking about a little earlier about the uh, modifying it, uh, like doing a tune to it. Really, all you have to do, I mean, even besides the exhaust note on it, like uh, all you have to do to make power to it now is hook up a tuner to it and you can make about another 90 to 100 horsepower is that right? just by hooking the tuner up to it. And that's just wild to me because you can't really outrun the stock turbo until you hit about the 400 horsepower mark on this car. Whereas, you know, before you would run out of gas at you know, 240 horsepower, you know, and, and you're buying turbos for these cars and they might make 350 horsepower after you modify it. And I, like you can go out today and buy a, a Honda a tuner and, you know, for less than a thousand dollars, you know, connect it to the car, have somebody tune it or download a tune offline. And mm-hmm. you're almost pushing the 400 mark with the car. So what what what's your horsepower as it, as your car sits right now? What is it? Uh, it's the factory horsepower. Okay. It's three hundred five. Oh, three hundred five. Okay. All right. So without having to rebuild the engine, all you need to do is is software. Yes. You're right. To to change. Wow. Pretty interesting. Come a long way. Yeah. Right. Why don't they max out the performance capability of it right off the bat? Is there? I mean, is there any reason behind that? Or. Well, I mean, as it sits, you get a a five year. Uh, 70,000 mile warranty or 72,000 mile warranty. And, uh, I mean, for a performance car like that, I mean, I think that that's pretty good. I mean, oh, and yeah. that's kind of one of the reasons why we bought it was so that we could, uh, still have something enjoyable to drive, but still also have something reliable too. Yep. We're going to take a moment and ask our listeners to please check out our sponsor, gdherring.com. G.D. Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car, but for all of your collectibles. Please check out G.D. Herring at gdherring.com. 
And we're talking with Nick and Lauren Terrell, and uh, obviously you guys are uh, Honda enthusiasts, and this has been a great conversation. So a couple more questions about this Honda here. So um, we just left off with the horsepower, 305, you mentioned, um, and then you can upgrade it by body control module. Uh, Plugging uh, it in yeah, and just right, hitting yeah. a little beat. Sure, right. Plug in your iPhone 13, and then you're ready off to the, off to the races. They That's were. right. So, so okay, you, you, lowered, you lowered it by... An inch, Skosh. A little, a little Lauren's less than an over inch. here. Okay, <laughs> little less. Little you less ruined it by about how much? <laughs> so, so, so. Okay, now, what size rims are stock on these Type R's? Uh, they are twenty inch wheels. I think they're twenty by eights. So that's a big rim on. I mean, a smaller. Well, when you hear Civic, you naturally think it's more of an economy, smaller size car. But really, the Civics nowadays, they're. They're nice size. I mean, they're I mean, they're still smaller than an Accord, I think, right? By a couple of inches probably. Uh, it's it's hard to tell the difference, let's just say that. Uh, it is, and I agree with that. Now, let me ask you this. If you if you did drop the suspension, what's our camber look like in the back of this thing? Did you offset it too? So, um I I had a local shop, um Dream Street Garage. They set up the uh, suspension for me. They did alignment and everything. Uh, it really doesn't affect the suspension all that bad. Um, it has, I think about a degree and a half of camber, negative camber front and rear. Um, it does, uh, well, so I did it, I did the suspension drop in unison with a, uh, set of ball joints on the front that are actually only about three millimeters longer than the, uh, factory ball joints, but the, uh, brand I put on there. They, they sold the ball joints and the springs kind of as like a complementary to each I got other. You, right. And so I did I did both, which they just really just kind of uh, affect the, the roll center of the of the vehicle and everything like that. Gotcha. Okay. Do they really make a difference? I can't say because I didn't put the springs on without the ball joints, mm-hmm. but uh, it does handle phenomenally. Gotcha. So I'm going to talk about that wing on the back. <laughs> what does it do? I mean, I look at it and I see a park bench, but, and I see some of those out there that are functional and some that are to slow you down when you're going fast because it's a drag makes my maker, but that came with the car. Yes, it did. What is, what, how, what do you notice that it does for the handling on it? Well, I'll just use Honda's press piece where they said that yeah. all of the, uh, arrow on the car is functional and it does, uh, reduce the drag on the car and it uh allows it to go almost 170 miles an hour there you go light which, speed which yeah <laughs> which which all right lauren how fast have you gotten in this hypothetically okay. speaking so if before, you're on a track bef- <laughs> so on the on the styling on the styling of the type r mm-hmm. oh this when is, yeah. when nick was researching these and showing me you know pictures i just i did not like this at all i thought it was so obnoxious but then I saw it in person. I saw it in person, and it, you know, it, it grew on me a little bit. And now having it, I, I really love how unapologetic it is. I mean, it's the styling is is in your face, and you see the styling of some of the new imports. You know, even the new Civics, they're not. Um, they just don't have the personality. I think that's something that's that's fading and. So I like that aspect about the Type R now. I got you. I've done a complete 180 on the styling. I got you. I, I, uh, whenever I first saw one, I was the exact same way. I, when I when I saw the releases online, and I was like, 
what is Honda doing? And, uh, but really once I, I, it was the same way I saw a couple in the dealerships and then I kind of saw like, uh, the car reviews came out and it was, it was wild because, um, everybody was like, this is the best front wheel drive car I've ever driven. And it's, it's actually, you can, you can drive it every day that the suspension doesn't beat you to death mm-hmm. and it's usable power and look how, uh, the back seats fall down. It's a hatchback. So, I mean, there's a giant rear area to it there. You, you can really have your cake and eat it too. And that really intrigued me. And the more and more I saw it, I was like, wow, you know, they, the style was so polarizing on it that it started to make me like it a little bit more because I feel like that is something that we've sort of lost on a lot of cars in, in modern times is, is it's like, we, we almost have to make it for everybody so that we can sell it Mm -hmm. and the type r just kind of goes in the complete opposite direction it's like oh you know yeah i look like a 12 year old you know drew me but (laughs) they they had a school looking car (laughs) it it totally takes me to that they they went to europe and they went okay let's watch a few rallies and they went back to the 80s 90s style of rally cars because those those flared fenders the wing on the back just it's like, how does it go? But it looks like it's going fast sitting still. Yeah, I never made that connection with the rally cars, but you're right. Now that you say that, I, I see that in the styling. Uh, I mean, you can see yours going down a dirt road. Just yeah. Right. Another interesting part was <laughs> when everybody started reviewing it, especially when it when it came out in 2018, um, it actually beat the STI and the Golf R um, around uh, – I think car and driver reviewed. I can't remember what racetrack they use. Is it uh, Streets of Willow? Um, uh, but yep. anywho, it, it it beat those cars around that track by I think at least a second, maybe maybe even more. And that really made me take notice because for so long the all wheel drive has been kind of like uh, sort of fed to us and everything, mm-hmm. especially in the import scene. And you're just sort of like, well, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, of course I want four-wheel drive instead of two. Mm-hmm. And then when that car could post that sort of time, I think that that sort of really changed the game. Like, gotcha. hey, look, you know, this is what we can do with just two wheels. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily have to have those other two wheels if you don't want them. Right. Gotcha. Where does the car redline? 7,000. Okay. Which is, it is a little lower, but it's actually not as low as uh, the SI model. I think the SI model of the same generation is like 6,500, which is wild for Honda. Like they, uh, they're usually pretty stratospheric. Mm-hmm. Her old SI, I think, was 88,000 8, or is 8,000 yeah. RPMs. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I think that's why you have to pause to think about it is because, like you were saying with the, the Type R, the VTEC isn't as obvious so you're not really looking for that red line right yeah well good point i had a a friend show me where my red line was on this on the civic and the crx i say how are you going to find this out i said i'm not going to break anything (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i said there it is yeah right about 7500 and what that's way into the red he said yeah you don't really want to give live there live up here but don't go down there right right yeah so Couple more questions on this car because it really is a cool vehicle. Um, so we've got a six-speed manual, short throw probably. Yep. Very very nice shifter. Okay, what about the clutch? I mean, is it uh, uh, is it dump quick? Yeah, yeah. There you go. 
Well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's still funny. It goes back to like, I think the tuning of it, uh, the car will not do a burnout. Uh, it, uh, you can dump the clutch on it, but it will, I mean, it, it's probably the hardest car to launch that, uh, I've ever been in. I mean, it, it really is not meant for, I think, drag racing. I think it goes back to maybe the tuning, like they want you to unlock. Cause, uh, so in neutral, the car will only rev up to about 3,500 RPM. So it's governed. Yes. Okay. In neutral. So they won't let you rev above that, and uh, I think you could easily get around that once you got like Honda at a computer and everything, but and and tuned it. But they uh, they don't want you, they they don't want you doing certain things in the car if they're going to do it on on their dime, basically. You know, a performance uh, car like you. that. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's it's a it's a performance car, but it's kind. It's polite. It's saying, you know, you can still, this is still a grocery getter. You get them really fast. You right. get them home really fast. Right. And the turns are amazing. Go through the windy neighborhood. Right. Just don't try to, you don't need try to peel out. anybody. You don't need to peel out. You're going to bust maybe, maybe in the rain. I, there are some things that you can do to get it to do a burnout, but they, uh, like put oil on the street. Well, it's, it's <laughs> funny. Um, well, uh, it's got an electronic parking brake, which is probably one of the things that I would ding about the car because I personally don't like electronic parking brakes. But uh, I think it, it's uh, what you do is you can fool the computer into um, if you leave the parking brake on or you have to start. Yes, you, you put the parking brake on, then you can actually rev it above the 3500 and then you can... Uh, you can release the parking brake, but the thing is, the parking brake won't set if you have your seatbelt on. So, yeah. Oh, it, it, oh this gosh. whole thing sounds like a yeah, like it's, some it's, it's not, Top Gear sequence. Right, it, it, it does. Yes. You're exactly like right. like uh, <laughs> like the baddies have to do to before they before they chase you. Let, 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 un, undo the traction control. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Who came up with the sequence? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, that's it's, it's it. probably easier just to get the Honda. To, just if you really put it in first gear, go. You know, get Eric, him on the top end. I, I see these two saying, "Okay, hon, let's go out." And then they're paper, rock, scissoring. Who gets to drive this car? Yeah. So, so the question. I mean, obviously tonight you got out, you drove Nick. So does that mean you could drive home, Lauren, or do you guys kind of fight, or is it, ah, just go ahead, whatever? I mean, what, 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 what is it? Because um, um, I mean, you obviously love the Honda, and you love the Honda. The ratio of driving, yeah, right, percentage. yeah, so, yeah, or or do they in fact like? No, I'm driving. No, no, I, I'm. I'm gonna Are drive. you hiding keys from each other? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I well, uh, it's it's usually whatever she wants. I let her do oh, uh, whatever go. she right, wants. Right there, you Good go. Good boy. That's right. <laughs> Um, well, let's see here. Any last, uh, minute, what overall impression of the car? You guys love it. And, um, I mean, is there anything else that you need to say? Oh yeah. One last thing here about this car. Uh, you know, we, we know that it's got 305 horsepower. We know it's a six speed manual. We know that it's, uh, it, it's kind of bulletproof for a lot of things oh go ahead can you do, okay so what i was asking about the turbo can you hear hear it spool up did you hear the little whoosh well uh from the factory no uh, but we did put an intake on it and uh with the intake on it you can definitely hear the the whoosh a lot more 
Gotcha. So, so that's one modification that I might be willing to to change my mind on is some well, she, some you blow like off the exhaust valve. too though. So, well, I've this is my first turbo car, and I always thought that if I had a turbo car, I would have kind of you know over the top blow off valves. So maybe we do that. Well, there you go. You, I mean, what about the exhaust? Don't you like the? Exhaust? I do. I do like the exhaust. I really like the exhaust. An improvement. Well, I've seen this car personally, and we know that it's dent-free, of course. <laughs> and um, uh, so, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I tell you what, it's. It, this is really cool, and I've learned a lot tonight about this car. To be it's, honest, it's with gorgeous. You. Yeah, it really is. Thank you. And, and I know Mr. Benzel has a question for each of you, and this is your gotcha question for tonight. Oh, no. You ready? This is a tough I mean, question. I mean, and we are pre-recorded here, so just we. Uh, <laughs> this is going live when we hit play. So. When, uh, Lauren, when you got your driver's license, what car did you drive for your driver's test? I was a, uh, it was a 1998 Nissan Pathfinder. Oh, 98 Pathfinder. Yeah. I remember those. Yeah. Gotcha. And how, how was the experience in that? Were you, would you like to have had a bigger car or some, or something smaller? No, you no, know, it was, I mean, I think, I think I did okay, except for the parallel parking. Um, yeah, no backup cameras then, right? No, no, no. no. obstacle sensing no. systems. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. It was uh, it was a manual. I did learn to drive on a manual. Very good. Um, and I do remember that if you you know if you killed it during the test, then you would fail. Gotcha. So that was something that was in my mind. Gotcha. Um, didn't kill it, so so got my license. That awesome. Do you remember the hard body truck Nissan hard body? Those yeah. are my favorite. That's, that's exactly what that Pathfinder looked like, didn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. With with without the backup or the pickup side of it. Yep, I yeah. remember those cars. Sure, everyone I was exposed to was automatic because I worked at a rental car company at that point, and of course everything's automatic back then. But I remember those things. Yeah, they're pretty rugged. All right, Nick. Now it's your turn for your driver's test. What car did you drive? I drove a '90 Oldsmobile Tornado Trofeo. Wow. So that car. That car um, would have been a front-wheel drive. Yes. And that was kind of – now, correct me if I'm wrong here, because it's been a very long time since I've even heard the Trofeo name, but I remember exactly what it looked like. It was sort of like a Buick Riata. It, uh, Did it not have that type of um, – I, I don't – I actually don't know what that looks like. Okay. No, no that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, uh, a Riata was like if you looked at it, you would thought, Did, is that a Cadillac? Oh no! It's, it, uh, it's a, yeah. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, my dad really liked it. He actually got it for my mom, and I. I got it, but uh, it was. It was. Uh, it was silver. It had one strip on the on the back tail light. It was kind of went across the entire mm-hmm. trunk, like yep. near the bumper. It had fold down uh, lids for the headlights. The entire inside of it was uh, burgundy leather or burgundy. Yep. Uh, it had a computer screen actually in the dash. Right. Which yep. was pretty cool. This is the Buick Riata of the Oldsmobile. I guarantee it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A little two door was it? Two door. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what that was. It had a cigarette lighter for every passenger. Okay. An ashtray. Nice. Uh, <laughs> right. And you know, I, I just like I said, I haven't heard the Trofeo name in a long time, but yeah, I remember them. Velour seats or rich Corinthian leather? <laughs> it was. Uh, it was stiff uh, leather. I mean, it was. It had like a ten way adjustable seats. Uh, it was. It was pretty nice. That is so cool. 
Well, Nick and Lauren, this has been a fun and informative discussion with you guys. Thank you. It's certainly a pleasure to have spoken with you this evening and uh, remind our listeners how they might be able to reach you for your dent works, please. Uh, my phone number is 502-648-0140. If you need any dents taken out, give me a call. All right. And for our listeners of the podcast, like us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe so you are notified of new shows. And please like and review us. Um, and if you are looking to get your classic car appraised or need any pre-purchase inspections done on any car of interest, I'd be welcome to uh, help you out. And my contact information is jason at gdherring.com. Thank you for listening, and happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast.